shit. My god, dude. Did do we just did we just go forward in time? I feel like we forgot to do something though before we took off in our time machine. Oh fuck. Um oh, hold geez. on. Let me let me consult the checklist. Hold on. Okay, okay. Um okay. Uh took showers. Nope, did that. Brush teeth. Good. Yep. Uh packed ponchos in case of rain. Got them. Yep, yep. Um oh shoot, what am I Did we drop Oh fuck. Drop episode 76? We forgot to drop episode 76 Holy before we sh- jumped forwards in time, oh, Ben. Oh god, no. Oh, I knew it. It was oh god, I <sighs> Oh, Jesus. We have one job. We had one job and it was to deliver movie news once oh. every two weeks. And oh we- god, just it's <sighs> My brain hurts. We Oh. That means that we have to go back in time, Undo redo the do. timeline. Yeah. Uh, do we have so enough does... fuel? Do we have enough fuel for that? I don't even know the logistics of been going back in time. That's just it, Ben. It's impossible to go back in time. We knew this already. They've scientifically oh. proven it's impossible to go back. You can only time dilate to go forward. Maybe if we oh, go we're so forward fucked. enough, we'll get to the back part. <laughs> Okay, so I see. I like this. Yeah. It's like a uh, 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 reality is like a a circle. A circle. Yeah. I was looking for a better analogy, but nope. a circle serves here. <laughs> reality is a circle. So if we just dilate time fast enough, if we get close enough to that black hole one more yeah. time, and we do you look, pause it, yeah. we might reach the end of time and therefore the beginning of the next time. Right. You're right. We have. We don't have the fuel, but we can. We can try to find. The fuel that took us so long to get, we had to get the power of a hundred billion suns. <sighs> we we destroyed a lot of solar systems. We it was did. A not. It was an inefficient plan a lot that of we came su- up yeah, with. A lot of alien civilizations have died because of us. We're mass alien murderers, and yet still <laughs> somehow have less blood on our hands than the GOP. Which is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, far less blood than the GOP. Uh, at least we feel bad about it. There we go. Yeah, that's the distinction. There <laughs> yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Why don't we go back in time and then, you, uh, no, because there's a chance that we might miss it again. What we'll do is we'll just make this episode 76. We just have to. I don't know if I have the mental energy or the physical energy to go forward again, to go back, because I feel like the flesh will be ripped off of our bones and we would turn into space goo. And like they're like on the last-ish season of Shit's Creek, so like I'd be out of things to watch by the time we got halfway there. Like yeah. it's it, yeah, it'd be this wild. is yeah. Let's just rewrite the timeline. Here right. we go. Seventy-six. This is it, and the lost episode uh, is somewhere in the quantum folds. Yeah, oops. Hopefully you have enough fuel to, to go to different timelines where we drop the episodes on time, and we're sponsored by a lot of companies, and we're making money doing what we love. But that's a different so timeline. So be Life Water is still a big thing. There. Right. For some reason, Sobe is crazy for this movie podcast. And for, yeah, and, and we're sponsored by Zune because Zune is king. <laughs> we all hail to the our Zune overlords. Yeah. That's why podcasts got so big there. Yeah, it's called Zunecast. It's crazy. We it's a great it's a crazy timeline. <laughs> we just go into the song there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's kind of yeah.
Well, now that we are squarely nestled in the quantum folds of our timeline, mm-hmm. wherein this is the 76th episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, outlines. Oh, where we're going, Ian, we don't need any outlines. <laughs> 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 All right, well, I'm Ben. I'm Ian, and uh, dear listeners, welcome back. If you are a returning listener, if you're not, if you're a first-time listener, uh, allow me to give you just a little bit of a quick rundown here at Too Many Flicks, you know? Uh, We, wouldn't you know it, someone's like walking by with a wheelbarrow full of buckets outside my window as I try to give you the rundown, dear listeners. (laughs) It's it's um, what happens when you mess up the timeline. Yep, it's all going bonkers, you know, like, oh no, I'm coming into spaghetti mode, and now I'm back, it's okay, This is canon now, we are in a different timeline when you listen to this, this is canon. Yep, sorry, you woke up in one, and uh, (laughs) as soon as you hit that play button, you wound up in another. What are you going to do with your new life? Start questioning your reality. Um, well, external bucket noise be damned. Dear listener, if it's your first time <laughs> tuning in and listening to Too Many Flicks, what we do here is we uh, try to give you the latest and greatest in what's happening in the movie world on any given week. So we start things off with a little bit of a trailer versus trailer, wherein uh, we take some of our uh, more eye-catching trailers from the past week or two and we pit them against each other and see what their merits are. And uh, there can only be one victor. So at the end, we sort of, we vote on it. It's a, it's a, it's it's a mock-up of a wrestling match. What more do you want? It's just, okay. And right. then we go ahead and we do uh, coasting on over to some Flicks News, where we try to editorialize or dissect uh, big stories in the industry that day. Uh, then we scooch on over, because, you know, like, what is a podcast without a little bit of controversy every now and again? So we got some hot takes, which are, you know, exactly what they might sound like. Opinions that very well may be inflammatory. You may... Uh, align with us on some of them or you may think we're way off the mark we don't care we'd love to hear about it because you know what that's what hot takes are and then after hot takes we want to empower you dear listener and how do we empower you but with useless movie trivia knowledge or games because we want to okay deal with it <laughs> it's our <laughs> podcast you don't want you don't want to do the trivia and games you can skip it go to the end <laughs> but we do it anyway for you if you want to so that that's that's the show baby Ooh, that's the show let's let's get into the show let's get bumped because different timeline different rules the rules are there are no rules that's right too many <gasps> flicks Trailer versus trailer. All right, so here we are in our first segment, trailer versus trailer. All right, we got a special one for you, some big blockbusters hitting the scene. All right, let's ring that bell. In the... In the retention pond corner. No, I didn't see it going that way, folks. Yep, oh, yep, man. Yep. In the, in the retention pond corner. Corner. We've got something good for you. Some spooky stuff that just happens to make sense for this holiday season. It's coming two days after our birthday. The Witches comes out October the 22nd. It's going beep, to beep, be beep. streaming on HBO Max. Um, it is directed by the Robert Zemeckis. And it's starring Octavia Spencer, Chris Rock, Anne Hathaway, and Stanley Tucci. 
Based off the stories of Roald Dahl, The Witches tells the story of some real-life witches who hate children. Their plan, transform all the kids into mice, then have the hotel-slash-boarding-house place they're staying at exterminate them all. A little roundabout, sure, but hey, there's nothing wrong with getting the bellhop to do your dirty work. All right, The Witches, Ian, let's hear your thoughts on this trailer. I mean, there there are a few little... Like, there are some misgivings about it. Uh, I think overall, for me, it was extremely charming and fun. Um, There is, like, you know, the necessary thing to be addressed about how the story is supposed to center, or they've repurposed the story to center around uh, a young black boy and his grandmother, uh, and then he gets turned into a mouse for what I presume can only be about half the movie, like, at least. Like, so there's that. That's kind of frustrating. Mm -hmm. But um, that being said, it did look like a lot of good family fun for a, a straight to streaming movie especially with all of the big names attached so i you know I've, i'm kind of holding it at arm's length about the in terms of that misgivings but uh, it seemed to at least have a lot of uh, fun and whimsy which like you really need if you're going to do any any sort of a uh, of doll stuff I, I you know there's also no small amount of sentimentalism that goes into it for me i'm sure because i do remember a lot of his uh works being formative in my childhood even if i don't remember reading them all per se but i do remember this one um yeah and it's got that it's got that zemeckis flavor you know uh he's He's always got a lot of sort of whimsy and, and magic in his films. Uh, so I think it could be a potentially very fun family romp. I don't know, Ben. What did you see, though? What What did you notice? And how did, how did you feel about it? Man, you know what? I didn't like this trailer at all. Uh, it, I guess it was kind of charming. I love it, Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Rock's narration kind of threw me off a little bit. That was off. a little surprising. In yeah. all honesty, I didn't. I don't think I care for it. Um, Anne Hathaway's accent wasn't great. She's very good. I like her as an actor, and I know it's probably more played up for like laughs and being you know over the top than it is an accurate accurate representation of whatever um eastern european accent she's doing um stanley chuchi looks great in it uh it it just kind of looks flat to me it looks like Stuart little meets uh um i I don't know like a bridge to terabithia i don't know just one of those movies that kind of got run together in that time frame that tried to capitalize off of um harry potter but this doesn't seem like it's trying to capitalize off of harry potter of course like it's it's an it's its own thing i get that but i don't know how how this will do i i don't particularly think it's going to do that well at the box office just by looking at it i you know again kids are some kids are uh being homeschooled because of the pandemic so hbo max has that in its favor um with in regards to returns and things uh but i just i again i know this movie isn't for me but i I don't even know if kids will dig it so much too i hope so because i do appreciate the representational aspects of it but we have to hollywood you have to stop turning black people into fucking animals like it's or mm-hmm. even animation that's like stop turning black people into creatures of some sort and not just letting them be black people um now to be fair the other kids were also transformed to m- mice but like the lead himself is also going to be 
transform into a, a mouse and it's just like come on uh i don't know i you know I, i'm being incredibly hard on this but I, I just didn't care for it i, I just I, maybe a That's second legit. a third viewing of uh or maybe a third because i've seen it twice the trailer maybe a third or fourth maybe i'll i can find some some love in it but i don't know i just it just felt unenthused to me i do understand the sure. charming side and aspect of it as a kid maybe this would be kind of fun but like I don't know. I mean, those are all those are all valid points and concerns, you know? Like yeah. uh maybe they shouldn't have tried to do uh the inclusive casting with this one. Maybe this is where it actually hurt it, you know? Uh yeah. we'll have to see cuz that's I mean, that is the whole crux of the story is that the main character battles witches and gets turned into a mouse. Like, but again, that it that does perpetuate the problem of like just not allowing like black people to be themselves on screen, like you pointed out. Which is so interesting because it also takes place in the sixties, right? And that's not a great. So they, uh, they well, and then that's so it seems like there is going to be some sort of political statement being made because the original text is actually set half in Norway and half in England, Mm. and so Zemeckis has transposed this to Alabama in the sixties, which so is interesting, you know. Like, I don't think it was unintentional, any of the choices that they've made. It's going to be interesting. It's, I, 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 I'm, I'm a little scared that it's going to be handled clumsily. <laughs> sure, that's fair. Um, also, just like... Zemeckis has far from a perfect track record. Yeah, and also just like, it's the 60s. This was a brutal time for a lot of black folks, man. It's just, even if it's take, it's, it's the South in the 60s. It's the, uh, let me repeat that. It's the South in the 60s. There's no way to make this, this, this shit sandwich, you know, uh a fucking filet mignon like it's just <laughs> and to kind of gloss over that with this like we, i really wish if it were go- if it is going to sh- like have that message there i wanted to see a little bit more of it in the trailer um because now sure. it just kind of seems like this whimsical you know not to say black people were just miserable in that time that that's not necessarily true um but it was a tough time <laughs> So I don't want to see that glossed over, but it's a kid's movie, so I don't know if they will go there, and I don't know if I trust this studio to do that. So those are my reservations. Um, those are my reservations. That That's that's pretty much all. I, I, I There's nothing really else I can say about The Witches. <laughs> Legit? Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts about the witches, Ian? Before we get to the our uh, the trailer, I'm, I'm just against? no. I'm just processing. I'm processing because like all the points you've raised are very valid. I'm I'm curious to see uh, just exactly what happens because the it, the writers' room it looks like uh, was Zemeckis. Guillermo del Toro and uh, a writer I'm not super familiar with, Kenya Barris. Mm. So, uh, creator of Blackish. Okay. Uh, the game, Girlfriends, Soul Food. Like, I, I, fe- I feel like there's something going on here because they, they definitely make a point to like touch on in a way like, hey, like the- Octavia Spencer has that entire moment with her grandson who is, again, regrettably uh, a mouse uh, for <laughs> at least what's probably a solid portion of this film but she's like it doesn't matter what you look like etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's interesting to me that uh god yeah i had forgotten that she was put that she's like eastern european in this one i don't know what the deal with that is that's a little unsettling but right? I, I feel like i feel like this is like a way to try in the same way that probably very clumsily and poorly now uh because mm-hmm. i i haven't rewatched it in a long time but i'm willing to bet it hasn't aged perfectly but like do you remember the animated 
short film like My Friend Martin or something. Yes, I do. That was great. That that was sort of a uh, one way in which they tried to like tackle prejudice and racism in a very difficult time in American history for kids without making it like as brutal as it was, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I feel like I agree. They they if this is the sort of message that they're trying to get at, like they did not do it super well in mm-hmm. this trailer because there's only like a hint of it. But I'm curious with a writing room like that, it seems like it's going to be a little more nuanced than maybe the marketing is letting on. You would hope so. I mean, I probably I, I kind of understand maybe why to attract some of these folks to see the movie um, who may not have if, if the, the message was heavier in the trailer. But I mean, like, again, like, I don't know. It's just it's so interesting. I would like to see this movie. Uh, maybe we can put it on stream theory or something like that to um, sure, see yeah. where they're going with this and how they're going to deal with this. It's very, very interesting. I'm, I dare I say, cautiously optimistic <laughs> or cautiously pre- pessimistic, actually, I would say. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, there are people of color in the writing room. However, if they do a second or third trailer, I would like to amp up that message. Be comfortable with that message. Um, and don't be afraid of it. Don't run away from it if that is exactly what you're trying to do here. Don't run away from that message by trying to show us, look at how charming and magical everything will be and how much fun you'll... Like, yes, that is a good part, I mean, of you trying to sell a movie, especially to kids. But if I think kids are smart enough to understand heavy messaging and understand where the world is today and drawing a parallel between today's world and and that world. Um, trust your audience. Second or third trailer, I want to see if this is truly where the movie is. I would like to see a little bit more of that messaging. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the witches, y'all. Uh, what what's what's battling the witches in the opposite corner, my friend? Stepping up into the contending corner. Corner. We uh, the contending corner of biscuits and gravy. Haven't eaten breakfast, so I am hungry. Uh, biscuits and gravy. We have Monster Hunter, which drops December thirtieth, y'all. Monster Hunter is directed by Paul W S Anderson, and it is starring Mila Jovovich, Tony Jaa, T I Diego Boneta, and Megan. Good. Hey, you love those awesome anime-inspired Monster Hunter games, right? Well, if we got a bald eagle blastacular American ass-whooping adventure for you, it's about the military, y'all, and they've got this whole monster thing covered. Don't worry about it, okay? Because T.I. will blow them up with a rocket launcher. Those monsters, you know, in the jungles and in the deserts. Yeah, this totally isn't political in any way whatsoever. So just stop thinking about it so much, okay? Military equals yes, monsters equals no. And that, that's the premise of Monster Hunter. That I may have editorialized a little bit on. (laughs) Damn. That's, uh... Yeah, that's some heavy stuff right there, baby. Uh, yeah, so Monster Hunter. Uh, let me kick it off. Um, uh, so far from what I see, it doesn't look great. It does look like it could be fun, though. Um, it's very reminiscent of Pacific Rim, though. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I kept feeling Pacific Rim. I, I was just like, oh, they get transported to a new world where monsters, they have to close a rift or some of, something like that. It's just like, okay. Yep. Um, and that's like, yeah. so as someone who doesn't have the most 
expertise with this property and with this world. I did play the newest one for Xbox One, and part of what makes it so cool is that it's just like this fucking bonkers fantasy land wherein there are ecosystems with these giant monster beings, and it's not uncommon for there to be like, you know, like elite adventurers who are monster hunters. Mm -hmm. And so like, why not just set it in the fucking fantasy world? You know, why have this whole fucking be fucking shitty plot line of like soldiers being sucked in? Like just set it there. You know, it's, they keep doing this. They did this for fucking doom, uh, doom as well. And just like, mm, it feels mm-hmm. very much like a doom treatment. Um, well, and that's, that's part of where my editorialization came from. Like, yes, mm-hmm. we are a news, uh, ish podcast. We do editorialize a little bit, but I editorialized so heavily because the only reason I could see this having like a military shoehorn subplot mm-hmm. is that like, there's a good chance this film was financed by the U S military industrial complex. Like, oh, one, that's just like, thousand percent yeah absolutely look this is what you could be doing if you sign up for the military no no that's not what you're going to be doing there aren't mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well, the military protects you from the threats like right. the threats both real and existential like there are you know like jeez <sighs> yeah these monsters who are in like you said man fucking in the desert <laughs> Um, who are those monsters supposed to be? What's the subliminal messaging here? Oh, they're supposed to be mm-hmm. Middle Eastern folk. Okay, brown folks, cool. Dope. Yeah, I don't know. Look, get the fuck out of here. Just set it to where it was. You you, you honestly avoid a lot of that stuff. You don't have to take the handout from fucking the military uh, industrial complex. Like, you don't have to do... Like, you, you don't have to, like, write this whole fucking absurd jamming this new canon into, like, this fucking already established canon. Like, just make the game, but in a movie version. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. I don't... It's so... It's, this is so unnecessary. All of it is unnecessary. Because also, you run Absolutely. the risk of it looking like fucking Pacific Rim. <laughs> Just, like, make it look different. <laughs> it's silly. It's so silly. It's a very interesting choice, what, they, what they've chosen to do. Like, mm-hmm. And it's not super expressly American military. Like, I'm pretty sure the only time that you can spy American insignia is like on one of their shoulder patches mm-hmm. but like it's it's very obvious what's going on you know like and i don't know i just it didn't look inspired you know not in any all. sort of way if anything i think they should even have leaned into the silliness of it all and they just took oh, themselves really seriously like yeah. it's ridiculous and you got mila jovovich over here like i'm gonna get my people home we're gonna close that rift we're gonna go home like, that's a ridiculous statement to make. This is all mm-hmm. very stupid. The, lean into the stupid. It's monsters, man. It's monsters. <laughs> and, like, there are, like, literal cat people who are, like, your best friends and sidekicks right. in the game. Like, this <laughs> is, like, this should be whimsy and fun and fantasy. And instead, they've turned it into, like, uh, Badlands America Propaganda 2.0. Like, yeah, it's just, like, I want it in a trailer like this. I... <sighs> Mila Jovovich, you know, I think she's great for what she does. She doesn't care. She does like C list, B list movies. Like she's a action capable movie. action. That's what actor, she does. Yeah. That's her jam. I don't know if I would cast her. I would completely change this. This trailer should be funny as shit. I would a comedic mm-hmm. actor who who who's in this like a good knit group who's just like this is fucking ridiculous, ain't it? Oh, these some monsters. 
oh fuck like you should be laughing the whole time at the same time being like this is so fun like one thing you say about the rocks movies even if sometimes they're not good is that a lot of the times they're ridiculous and they lean into the ridiculousness you know with like Mm -hmm. skyscraper like (laughs) just like it's It's not it's not afraid of what it is yeah it's literally like one man one building Oh, 10,000 feet or some shit like you know like yeah like as a matter of fact i would have loved him to be in this this is very much a rock property this is a rock movie how did they fuck that up right yeah this is a they rock must not movie. have had enough money they must not have had enough money. yeah must not yeah must not yeah i see the rock it does look kind of low budget too like everything that's happening here like the few like big budget scenes that we get like mm-hmm. or big monster action sequences are like in the desert where all they had to do is blow up sand or something right <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah or they don't have to do too much with the the, the, the special effects of the monsters or like mm-hmm. also if they wanted to go the serious route get charlie theron like sure yeah uh you have the ability. I just could see that they probably pitched scripts to multiple people and they were like, no, like this is trash. And Mila Jovovich is like, I don't care. I'll have fun doing it, which, you know, respect to her. But she's in a lot of trash movies. <laughs> like, and you kind of, you know, gives you pause when she's in it. Um, not saying that she's bad because she's actually really good. And I think she just really likes making these big fucking popcorn flicks. That's fucking fine. Like, find your lane. Yeah. Like, dope. That's cool as hell. But like, Usually, it's type of action movie that I don't really care about. Like, and I love action movies. If you listen to the podcast, um, they're my jam. But they have to be fun, man. <laughs> they gotta yeah. be a fun time. It doesn't look fun, and that's sad because it's like big fucking monsters in the desert, <laughs> like with guns right? and, and fiery swords. It's just like, dude. <laughs> And that's like, so like there are some nods to the video game in that regard. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like there are like fire swords, there are oversight. Like, that's like what this movie needs. We don't need the fucking like chain guns. We don't need, because that's just not part of the aesthetic. Like, seeing it all there was just very, it was an unusual choice and one that I think is going to. <clears throat> ultimately make this like a really bland and forgettable film yeah it's probably gonna sit at like a 30 percent, 40 percent on rotten tomatoes Definitely. if that it may, might even get lower than that and it's just like i i understand probably why they also did it because the budget like if you want to create that whole fantasy landscape because i'm i while we were talking i looked up some of the gameplay um if you want that fantasy landscape you might have to actually create that um and have the monsters interact with that and i don't know if they have that budget but still like you can be clever with it just go to a place on earth that is like can look somewhat like that a jungle maybe not a desert uh that looks that that has this ethereal fucking fantastical look to it and you shoot it there and you just put the monster there but hey you know fuck me um ain't my money they dealing with so it's true and to be (laughs) fair they do go to like jungles and stuff as well like which is another whole thing about the the monster hunter games is that you go to a bunch of different ecosystems which is a ton of fun that's true Um, maybe maybe this is like a prequel almost maybe they just stay there and eventually it turns into this and you know uh which okay for sure but like yeah, I, 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 there's still a big part of me that's just like, just tell me a story in Monster Hunter World. Just tell yeah. me about fucking just Mila Jovovich growing up in Monster Hunter World. Like, I want that. You're trying too hard. So you're trying way too hard. You're trying way too hard. Yeah. This is a month, like, I wouldn't even fucking... The tr- okay, so hear me out. And I'll, we'll, we'll close it up and we'll figure out who won, which is going to be kind of hard because they're both like, meh. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Hear me out. Don't even... St- 
have it beginning with them in America or Iraq or whatever. Just exactly. start it out. Just start the trailer out with them fighting these fucking monsters. Give us a clip. I just a, a clip. They're just there. They're in that world. We don't see them transported to the world. They're in the world when the trailer starts. Then maybe mm-hmm. some fucking. You start off the trailer with some hard breathing. I wouldn't even know. You would see nothing. Just breathing. And then you would see a tracking shot of them running. And they're like, they're looking mm. at each other. It's quiet. It's it's stillness. And you're like, what is going on? What's going on? And it's, the trailer is almost like, 30, it's like teaser, 30, 40 seconds. And then finally, towards the end, you just see a, and it's like, and you just hear the boom. And you see the fucking camera shake and you hear the fucking, yeah. and that's the fucking trailer. <laughs> and you see a glimpse maybe of the eye or just like a claw hit down. So now you don't have to worry about the special effects looking so weird that's the trailer intrigue us mm-hmm. pull us a little bit don't tell us the whole shitty story that you're trying to make deep for some fucking reason like come on just give us the monsters we want monsters and carnage with this not this other shit oh <laughs> you're doing boy. too much you're doing too much <laughs> you, you, you just like overthought this fucking it's this movie's called monster hunter nigga that's what i'm saying though <laughs> like, like you Jesus. took Monster Hunter and we're like, okay, it shows to me that A, they either couldn't get it financed without the U.S. government's help, which just mm-hmm. means that no producers actually believed in the viability of this this <laughs> right. property. Yeah, uh, And that's a shame because, you know, like, it is a little out there. It's a little fucking quirky and whimsical, but it is like they were fun games and I had a compelling time playing them. Um, so either that's the case, they just couldn't get it financed or they could get it financed. And everybody who like was part of that process was just like, uh, listen, y'all like, can we get the, like, can we make it relatable? Like put Americans in this somehow so we can sell it. Like, and it's like, uh, I don't know. I am just like, yeah, 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 ugh. yeah. It's, it's, uh, look, it's monster hunter, not zero dark monster. Okay. Yep. <laughs> not black monster down. You know what I mean? It's not saving private monster. Okay. This is monster hunter. <laughs> like, stop. Okay. All right. Uh, with that silly fucking analogy, uh, who wins this trailer versus trailer week? Ian, you go first. Cause, uh, yep. Oh man. Um, whoo. I was yawning they had me sleeping out here. <laughs> These contenders this week. These contenders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will I will give it up to the witch because I think uh, you raised some excellent points about it being timid and a little like uh, trying to uh, carry this facade of being magical and whimsical, but like maybe not nailing that in the execution. Um, and again, just like if you have such powerful messaging, why try to like hide it away unless you're scared of it? Um, but I, I'm giving it to that purely because it does look like a more polished product. It looks like there's a little more thought put in to it and it's not necessarily like a propaganda film so uh that that's my that's my choice okay uh all right well here 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 it is for me it definitely is not a knockout definitely not a tko this is a split decision uh this uh uh, outcome here um and it's gonna go slightly to the witches here um again i just think the witches will probably make more money Uh, you can watch it the comforts of your own home. Mm, mm. Uh, you don't like. I'm not gonna risk. Like, is is Monster Hunter? That's gonna be in theaters, right? There's 
for what we know. I believe I believe so. Let me double check that just to confirm. <clears throat> uh, I believe so. Yeah, it just says release date United States 2013. Okay, look. or 2020. Yeah, you can watch The Witches in the comfort of your own home in your pajamas. Throw it on in the background, clean some stuff. You know, if you got kids, dump their ass in front of the TV. <laughs> just like shut up. <laughs> just watch this shit. You know what I mean? They'll either mm-hmm. watch it or not. Um, so as far as, and also if you're just going on trailer alone, like yeah, it's polished. It's not necessarily super inspiring, but it's polished. You get a clear concept of what's happening. Uh, with Monster Hunter, you just, you don't. And I'm not going to risk my my health. And I don't think people are going to risk their health to go and see this fucking movie. Like, oh, let's yeah. all wear a mask and socially distance in a fucking movie theater to see what? To see Monster Hunter. I, I think I'll pass. <laughs> Just like I'll wait for it to drop on a streaming platform to shit on it. So uh, there you go. I think split decision goes to the witches. There you go. Yeah. I will say this. Mm -hmm. It makes me sad to have to dunk on Monster Hunter so hard because apparently both uh, Anderson and Jovovich are huge fans of the game. Ooh. <laughs> and like Jovovich even like was like, yeah, I wanted to choose my character's gear, so I played in game and found the gear that I liked best. And I'm like, oh, that's rad, and I love that you love it. I don't love what you're doing with it. I know. Uh, that's so cool. So it's almost like a passion project for them. It that's, is a little bit, yeah. That's cool. I mean, so they could take care of it. Uh, I there hopefully, could be something here. Yeah. Hopefully, but, like this will break the video game adaptation uh, curse, but. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be real. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet if I were a betting man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, agreed. I, I wouldn't put money on it. All right, uh, Ian. Is there anything else we need to cover? Are we good? Are we gonna move on? <laughs> no, I think we <laughs> nailed it. Got him in one, baby. <laughs> in the studio with no central AC. Flix News. God damn. Party time. Party time! <laughs> Ow! Ooh! Ooh! Ah! Ah! Ow! Ha! It's burning a hole through my hands. Shit! Yeah, we got a hot take. I mean, we got a hot take. Who's who's got that? Who's yeah, got that's hot the take? hot take alarm. That's how you know when the skin is seared <laughs> from Ooh. the bone. Yeah. It's hot take time, Third baby. Degree burn, it's hot baby. take time. It's Anakin after fighting Obi-Wan. That's oh, yeah. how hot. You have the higher ground. <laughs> <laughs> I am curious. What take could possibly be so hot? All right. Uh, this is my take. Hey, it's Matt. I'm back, everybody. Uh, my take is um, I kind of think method acting is overrated. Mm. Yeah. And and I I want to I want to begin this hot take with a caveat mm. before I begin diving down into the meat of it all. Um okay. there are method actors who do a good job. Um there are really brilliant actors who use the traditional methods put forward by Stanislavski and Stella Adler and you know all of the others fucking Meisner all of these are tools that are good tools to allow you to further inhabit your character's life and to bring breadth and depth to them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that acting... 
tools or acting uh, methodologies or philosophies are bad. Mm. However, I do believe that they have um, sort of metastasized uh, into something different and worse. Uh, there are countless examples of actors who, usually on films, I find I'm not as connected to the world of theater and uh, neither is the overall press. And so I think we tend to hear more stories of these things coming out of film. However, there there are a good number of male actors who take the concept of method acting to, uh, I would say, beyond its logical extreme. This concept of inhabiting a character they then take that to mean, oh, the only way that I can ever inhabit this character is if I inhabit this character constantly, which is not, I actually think, what method acting is supposed to be or or used to be, but it's what it has become. When people think of method acting, they think of Daniel Day-Lewis being carried around in a chair and having people only refer to him as Butcher on the set of Gangs of New York. Yeah. Or fucking Jared Leto sending used condoms and dead rats to people, which let me just tell you right now, Jared Leto, that's not method acting. That's fucking harassment. Yes, you're not is. method acting. You're being yeah, a prick. Just- and fuck you. You being an asshole. That, That's was, not, that was so disheartening. That is like, and really just, I will say, soured Jared Leto forever for me. Because I was just like, yeah. oh, so you're clearly just, I mean, you're either an idiot or an asshole. Probably both, but who fucking knows. Um, so I, I feel that method acting has lost its way and has gone from a very useful tool to allow actors to give more nuanced, more dynamic performances and has increasingly become a tool for toxic men. Let's be real. You know, you never mm. you never hear about Meryl Streep being a dick to someone on set um, <laughs> because Meryl Streep is perfect in every way. And we all love her here. And rightfully so, because she is just awesome. Um, a stellar. And star. she's also super nice to everyone, because guess what? You don't need to be an asshole to get that kind of performance. And uh, this is something that my fiance, uh, fiance, fiance, my fiance, <laughs> my fiance, um, uh, <laughs> the fuck, who am I? Um, my fiance, uh, Angie said was she, we, she pointed out that there's a certain kind of character that people tend to mm. use mm-hmm. uh, like use method acting in order to get into and it's never like a good person it's always like some sort of dark <laughs> shitty asshole like uh, you know I'm the mob boss who hated yeah, puppies and I'm gonna like right. I always ordered my coffee by yelling at my assistant yeah you know right. like <laughs> Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood or the Joker any iteration mm-hmm. of the Joker like right. um, except for Mark Hamill because again he is a perfect human being I, I just, there are all of these instances where there are these nasty, shitty, toxic men 
And then the actors who play them are like, oh, I want to get into their space. I want to understand what it's like to be a shitty person. And then they act like a shitty person, which kind of leads me to believe that they've actually got a pretty good handle on it in the first place and are kind of just using it like as an excuse to be a dick. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's not... Yeah, wanna, go, 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 go. I've, I've monopolized. I want to touch on what you're talking about here and tapping into with, like, the toxicity of it all. Um, because <clears throat> there was an article I read some time ago that was kind of touching on this very thing, too, wherein... I don't remember, I'm going to give it a sec, a little breath. I don't remember exactly what it was saying or who it was talking about, but essentially it was talking about how method acting got popularized, not how it got started, because I don't think it's in, like, you know, super necessarily possible to pin that down per se. But uh, with like Brando was one of the big actors who popularized it. And, and it seemed to be born of this idea, uh, this inherently toxically masculine idea that acting couldn't be real work. Because you weren't putting yourself through any sort of ordeal, uh, ordeal, yeah. yeah, yeah, which like, or at least physical ordeal or something, yeah. you know. And so, like, that was that was a, a large way that it, it gained traction and popularity, and probably in no small part why we see its methodologies being applied to like shitty characters, and you know, like, and we hear those those horror stories about, you know, like uh, to use Jim Carrey's, uh, you know, Man on oh, the Moon, yeah. Like, an example. Uh, like, perfect example. That is a perfect yeah. example. I mean, uh, apparently uh, the family members of... Hold real quick. What was his name? Andy what? Kaufman. Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. <laughs> thank you. So I watched the documentary around it because it was... It was fascinating and he does like a really stellar job there's no denying that and even andy kaufman's family came to set and met him and was like in awe of it all apparently they are quoted as saying that it was like they were seeing andy again but also in that documentary they touch on like just what a difficult asshole he became because of it yeah. uh and like <sighs> he never truly apologized for any of it either so this i, I will caution for us when we see him uh, in this new profound wokeness and and spirituality that he's found he's still a dick that's a dick thing to do and to not even acknowledge his dickishness is a yeah problem. i mean the thing is like we uh, are allowed yeah. to make mistakes you are allowed i i do feel yeah. that there is this sort of problem in our current atmosphere in which people will dig through like your entire backlog of existence and then pull something up and be like, hey, you did this. And it's like, yeah, I was 16. Like, un you know, unless it's like, you know, it's like you say there's certain things that, you know, if you fucking assault someone, fuck you, go to jail. Do not pass go. Mm -hmm. Go, yeah. go get fucked forever. Yeah, like, um, but, you know, it's like if someone... <sighs> We should all have the chance to grow and learn. It should not be a, a thing in which you are automatically like you should be held accountable for the things you've done in the past, the things you've said. And and if they do not hold up to the current standard, you should be allowed to address them. And, you know, I, I think that there are people who have done a good job of like kind of coming forward and saying, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I was wrong. I was bad. But if you don't apologize for that, you can't you don't get to be woke. Yeah. And it's mostly a white mm. male thing, too, mm. um, because I believe the actor from Atlanta, Brian um, Tyree Henry, he's really mm -hmm. good. He's also mm -hmm. in like uh, he's going to be in uh, the Eternals soon. Oh, so yeah. Watch mm -hmm. out for that. And he's also in a litany mm -hmm. of other things. 
uh, they asked him, like, do you method act for this show? And he's like, absolutely not. I'm black. I mean, I can't just go around doing whatever the mm. fuck I want <laughs> and not think that there are going to be consequences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's just what we see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that it is very much a, a position of privilege. Um, yeah. And, and again, it's always yeah. used in this super toxic way. Like, you know, right. as I, as I said previously, like you never see someone applying it to like a nice character, you know, they're never like, they're never sure. like, I really wanted to get into his head. So I just like went around giving money to homeless people and like. I just, you know, yeah. I worked at a soup kitchen and like, you know, cause like that's fucking cool. And that's a good way mm-hmm. to do it, you know, because you're not mm-hmm. actively harming the people around you or yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or yourself. Yeah. Those are both important. Absolutely. Caveats. And I, like, I, f- I feel you know? that this is the, the final point of this, uh, which you kind of touched on is like how early method acting was popularized. There is an inherent danger in a lot of method acting teachings that does not properly get addressed. And it is this notion that you should use your own pain to further your acting. Now, that is, in and of itself, not inherently a bad thing. If you've had a painful experience, you can draw from it because that's what fucking empathy is, right? is helping Mm. you to understand other people whose experiences might be slightly different from yours through your own understandings. However, it has become weaponized and the, you know, like the Strasbourg method of acting, which is all about pulling from your own personal experiences and pulling that pain is fucking poison and it leads to really unhealthy mental situations in which an actor is putting themselves through hell in order to get to a place where they need to be whereas instead they could get there in other ways and it's this idea that this is how it should be done there is no one should but there are a lot of shouldn'ts (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely uh you see it in the media too and just in pop culture um it's a lot of like like top 10 list of the greatest method actors of our time and a lot of magazines like Christian Bell method acted for this look let's listen to his process did you know that he stayed up on he stayed up for two weeks without any sleep and just drank nothing but coffee and uh fucking didn't eat anything but like are, a are fucking, you talking about the machinist uh, yeah where he yeah, ate an right. apple String a day fucking asparagus yeah. it's like what that's not healthy we should not that should not be an article in any magazine if that's an article that needs to be like this is not good this is not mentally healthy he had no therapist on set or anything to help him deal with any of this this is mm, this is mm-hmm. problematic and harmful please do not do this yeah they don't they don't talk about how that leads to issues for for right. the actors for the people around them because it's like yeah it's nice that like daniel day lewis gets to do a show you know do a movie and then get to go like make shoes in italy or whatever the fuck he does with his time right but yeah he's like a yeah, i mean now, I but think. it's like that's not his um 
he's not addressing the damage that he's left in his wake. Mm-hmm. It's just not it's yeah. it's inherently it's inherently poisonous. It shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be, but the way that we've built it yeah. out, it currently is. And Ben, you're totally right. It's a white dude thing. It's not just a dude thing, it's a uh, white dude thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You rarely see um black actors or actors of color um doing that because it's it's there's danger in that um yeah also just the amount of time that you're wasting on set all these crew people like their jobs are already hard and stressful and now you Mm -hmm. want them to call you fucking abraham lincoln no daniel get to your fucking mark (laughs) (laughs) well and i also think it's a mark of privilege in this other way where it's like if you need to go to that level in order to tap into that sort of pain in emotion Mm -hmm. you clearly haven't suffered a lot and you know and i'm not Mm -hmm. and and again all right okay all right this is i i feel like this is an important mantra that i want to introduce into our conversations going forward is that there is no experience that is monolithic right right (laughs) there's no group of people that are a monolith including white men Mm -hmm. However, there are certain systemic truths that do exist. And there are white men who have suffered. I have, other people have, some people have suffered worse than I have. Many people have suffered worse than I have. Let's be fucking real. But it, there's there's this, this kind of, this notion that in order to get to this dark place, you have to put yourself into this character. It's like, well, clearly you don't have like a lot. Can't you just like think about it? Can't you just remember that moment in your life and then like mm-hmm. step away from it afterward? Like to, I don't know, to live in it. There's yeah, this, this no, thought absolutely. kind of uh, exploded outward and didn't form in the way I, it didn't crystallize the way I was hoping it would. But um I just yeah it's a mark of privilege uh to be able to absolutely. do that mm-hmm. in so many ways absolutely absolutely I completely agree with that hot take it is a hot take because I don't think the general public knows about the harm that it does and it should not be glorified there are elements of method acting that you can attribute to if you do it for a small period of time in spurts like say an hour or a day then it could work um, and also make sure that you have, you know, the the mental health that you need and people who are you can talk yeah. to. There are ways to do yeah. it healthily. But the way it's been portrayed in the media media and the way it's been done specifically by white men is harmful. I yeah. completely agree with you, Matt. This is a great there's point. a there's great the point. final there's a final analogy that I, I want to kind of end Absolutely. on. Uh, and it's about breaking bad. Um so um Aaron Paul was at the time prior to Breaking Bad he had na- he hadn't had any sort of break and he was struggling he was a struggling actor and he was so he fucked up his audition and like felt like basically no one except for Vince Gilligan like thought that he would do a good job and everyone was like no and Vince Gilligan was like but yes and he was right because Jesse Pinkman turns out to be kind of the heart and soul of the whole series um but he was so nervous and and so wanted to get his shit right that for the first season he would essentially like stay in character he would go out to like fucking like you know the shittiest streets of albuquerque at like fucking three in the morning and like bum cigarettes off of crackheads and like was getting two hours of sleep a night and brian cranston was finally like hey man you're gonna get yourself killed 
And also, you're not doing as good a job as you th- probably you think you do. Like, your character shouldn't be something that's, like, permanent in you. It's like a hat. You wear the hat, and then you can take the hat off. If you keep the hat on all the time, it's going to start causing problems. And I feel like that's a very good way of thinking about it, is that these are tools that can be used in the same way that a hat can be worn. But you got to take it off. Got to take it off from time to time. Take it off. Wash that hair. Condition, Condition your hair. You know, your scalp is important. Don't neglect Don't your neglect scalp. Don't neglect your scalp. That's what Brian Cranston, and you know, Brian Cranston would know. He was so bald for so mm-hmm. long. That's <laughs> so, uh, true, yeah. So but long. I love that analogy. Yeah. That's great. All right, all right. All right, that's a good hot take. Uh, you know, guys, I think I have a Oh, hot hell take. yeah. What is it, Ben? Oh, Let's get right yeah. There is a casting problem in Hollywood. Uh, we see the same fucking people all the time, and there are much, are many, many projects that would benefit with new faces. And I wanted to make it that long. I didn't want to truncate it because I don't want you guys to completely understand where I'm coming from. There's, of course, a race problem, but I'm going to dig even deeper than just the race and um, just uh, disenfranchised people problem. Uh, We'll definitely talk about that, but it's mostly about uh, movie stars and how we see them all the fucking time. And it's actually harmful, especially when people look the same. I've talked about it previously before on this show, but I really want to boil it down and, and get into the specifics hmm. with that word yep i'm looking Love forward it. to that Hell yeah all right awesome. all right let's uh let's move on to our next segment you know what that <laughs> sound means the, not the hoot to ta but the that 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 trivia sound noise that jingle. the sound that typically should be accompanied by a better explanation than just a bunch of mouth mush <laughs> that was uh dude i don't know what happened there blame everything on the timeline shift dude you're just trying to adjust it's like it's timeline lag, you know? There was a temporal schism, right? In right, the yeah. uh, my, yeah. Half my brain was still back on our, our long-lost episode 76 yeah. timeline. Yeah, it, it, it caused you to be tired and just kind of, you know, it's out of it. You know? <laughs> oh, man, it sounds a lot like depression. Right. Whoa. 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 <laughs> now nah, we'll just blame it on the timeline. <laughs> just the timeline, yep. Yep. All right. Uh, this week we're going to do monster movies in the spirit of Halloween and the fact that we had a, couple, uh, a, a monster movie movie on trailer versus trailer uh we're gonna you're gonna stay in that theme all right so uh ian who you want to go first you want me to go first how you feeling what, what are you I, I got i got a few good things for you real quick so i, I would love to take the first one if i may absolutely go for it all right ben the likeness of the titular creature from the creature from the black lagoon was modeled after whom star of the movie richard carlson oscar the oscar statue the heartthrob rudy valentino or the director's brother the oscar statue he was modeled after the oscar statue you nailed it. I, yeah, I could they, were, see they were really gunning for it. I think they were like, "There's gotta, this gotta happen." Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's I like that. That's interesting. All right, you ready for your first one? I am indeed. Lizzie Kaplan thought this was a romantic movie until her second audition when she read a scene. After she was offered the role, she found out it was a monster movie, and the actors weren't allowed to read the script until after they signed on. Which movie was it? Was it Paranormal Activity? Was it Cloverfield? Was it Colossal? Or was it Godzilla? That just sounds like some Cloverfield bullshit. I'm going with Cloverfield. You're absolutely right, man. That's yeah. J. Abrams bullshit. I, I knew I, you would probably yo. get it. <laughs> I, I smelled like, it. I was like, is that... Yeah, yeah. 
That smells like a JJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was just such an interesting uh, bit of trivia. That's why I was like, yeah, I don't want to care if he gets it. It's pretty. It is. And it's a great way to like, you know, that was that whole film's brand was cultivate a mystery. And like, mm-hmm. what better way than to be like, I signed on to do a monster movie, but I couldn't read the script. Like, what? Right, yeah. <laughs> True. All right. <laughs> That's a leap of faith. Good on you. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right. What's my second one, my friend? All right, Ben. This actor is on record saying that Claude Rains' performance in the 1933 classic version of The Invisible Man heavily inspired his performance of which role? Was this Mark Hamill as the Joker? Was this Christian Bale in American Psycho? Was this James Earl Jones as Darth Vader? Or was it Jeremy Irons' as Scar? That's a good that's a good one. That's a very good one. I could see any of those being uh I'm gonna go with Christian Bale. It was actually Mark Hamill as the Joker. That was my he second said that one. He, uh, I heard that somewhere, but I thought it was, I thought it was the first Joker he was taking experience from um uh forget the first joker uh name but uh yeah i'm sure he undoubtedly drew from that as well it, this was during some sort of a radio interview that he said uh at least his delivery and performance was inspired by uh claude rains and the invisible man <clears throat> and then actually weirdly enough jay leno uh okay i could see that that makes sense with, with the chin he's probably looking at it like oh he has a chin it could be jay leno that's a good point yeah, yeah. caesar romero was the uh tv joker mm. live action joker really good all right yeah, all right. That's a good that was a good fucking question, Ian. Thank you. I was really I was really excited that I found that. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Yeah, you got me tripped up cuz any one of those actors could have done that. Uh, all right. So, here you go. If Dreamworks Monster vs. Aliens was rendered on one computer, it would have taken how many years to render? Oh man. 4,071 years, 10 years, 173 days, or just a year. Mm. 173 years, pardon, not days. Gotcha. This was Monster vs. Aliens. Yep. I never did see that one. Um, I'm going to go 173 years. That sounds like outrageous enough to like be a headline, but not so outrageous that it's improbable. It would actually have taken 4,071 years to render on one computer. What the fuck were they doing in that damn movie? (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's wild. I guess it's just on one computer. Like, I, I I guess, but like, I feel like, I mean, yeah, no. don't get me wrong. It takes a lot to render shit. I get that. I have the vaguest knowledge trying to learn DaVinci Resolve and do simple rendering of fucking fancy transitions. But like, yeah. Oh. Uh, have we i thought i is that like the benchmark for a level two civilization like you have to be if you want to be a level two civilization you have to be able to render on one cpu monsters versus aliens in under four thousand years it's not a high bar humanity that's the litmus test yeah they're like can you render this movie not quite we're not there we're still level level one (laughs) still working we're at four thousand couple hundred all right well come back to us in a few more centuries all right all right, we've got it down, guys, to a thousand years. God, this movie. I need, yeah. I need some sort of, yeah, I need some sort of benchmark. Like, I need them to do this with other movies so that I can understand whether I should be impressed or whether I should yeah. be disappointed. Like, Anyone who like is into editing or like know anything about animation, please hit us up. Oh uh, yeah, tag us <laughs> on, and let us it, know. It, yeah, add us whatever it is. 
Because that, se- that seems like a high number, but it could be just like, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> it seems kind of high, though. It like, it seems like high. they're trying to do this on, like, a 2000s right. Apple computer that had, like, the neon siding and shit, you know? Right. It seems like I'm a just high a little number. skeptical of their, their metrics. I don't know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. What's the next one, my friend? <clears throat> All right. While at the time, this person considered it a career low, even going so far as to breakdown in public they later called their experience on this film the single most fun they've ever had making a movie was this bridget fonda in lake placid chris hemsworth in the cabin in the woods jeff goldblum in the fly or kevin bacon in tremors they broke down publicly they tell a story wherein they broke down in public as they realized what film they were in <laughs> okay, Curtis Hemsworth, Cabin in the Woods. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go no on that. Uh, sure, but the rest are very, very possible. If it is Chris Hemsworth, I don't remember hearing about that. And I would think you'd be proud of that movie. Just be like, oh yeah, it's it's Cabin in the Woods. It's smart. Um, but I mean, who knows? Um, Some people don't know what they have until like. That's true. It just, I feel like it's too smart. Uh, you got Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. I feel like he would, he should know what he's getting into with Cronenberg. True. Um, he doesn't seem like someone who would. Uh, so you, so it leaves me with Kevin Bacon and what was the other one? Bridget Fonda in Lake Placid. Lake Placid. <laughs> God damn. Okay, hold on. I can't wait to tell you this story once we've once uh, we've locked in an answer. I really want to get it. Ah, <laughs> Lake Placid. Oh, it was Kevin Bacon and I Tremors. I'm so sorry, it. Ben. <laughs> I knew it. The Lake Damn, Placid one was that. my attempt to like. I knew that Bridget Fonda and Lake Placid like. <laughs> Would be a good red herring. The story, as Kevin Bacon tells it, is that he's like, I broke down on the sidewalk and turned to my pregnant wife and said, I can't believe I'm doing a movie about worms underground. <laughs> it was just too good to not have in there. Oh my god, I'm in tears. <laughs> I cannot believe what have I done? My career's over. Oh, I'm so glad that that movie is a, like a cult classic, though. Like, that, as ridiculous as that movie is, it's so much fun. I'm so- it is a really good time, and it's it spawned a lot of sequels. It did, man. Nothing beats the first one. That that first one was really cool, man. Oh, that's fucking. That's a good <laughs> question. That's funny as fuck. Oh. Whew. Okay, you ready for your last one? I don't think it's gonna beat that one. But... <laughs> I am ready. I'm ready. Oh god. Oh, that's good. All right. Um, stunt woman Olivia Jackson was involved in a motorcycle crash during filming. Her left arm was so injured that they had to amputate it. Jesus. Which movie was she working on? Was it 28 Days Later, The Underworld, The Clash of the Titans, or Resident Evil, The Final Chapter? Mm. She was on a motorcycle, right? Yep. Can't be Clash of the Titans, though that 
that'd be pretty fucking sick. <laughs> I think that's what that movie was lacking, truly. It was more motorcycles. <laughs> that shit would have been so cool. Right. Not un- net, not for a person who was injured so horribly, but right. um, I'm going to go with Underworld. That seems very on brand, like a lot of motorcycle stunts in Underworld. Oh, that's close. That was a red herring for you. Um, oh. it was It was... Resident Evil, the final oh, chapter. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Uh, I, I I chose it specifically because Mila Jovovich was in um is in Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter. Oh, she's also in the Underworld. Son of a and, gun. Uh, I, I, wait, is she? In, I don't think she is in the Underworld. Actually, she's not. No, I think but that's she's a, in Resident Evil. Man, yeah. and I almost said that too because I was like, that was those were probably really janky sets. Yeah, dude, that's fucked up. They <laughs> she lost her arm. I, I bet that they probably, did, like, she didn't even really get any, that much money from it. I certainly hope that there's some sort of insurance that they had to pay her, because that is tragic yeah. and heinous. Like, you what? Ugh. Arm. That should never have happened. I mean, yeah, you're a stunt, you're a stunt person, so there are risks, but, like... You, yeah, you don't sign up to, like, have, like, that's life-changing, you know? Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. These are all great questions. This was a good. <laughs> this was a good like theme. Indeed. Good question. Uh, so much that maybe we should just do a part two next week. So, or the next time we got. I'm, I'm totally down with that. It's fucking spoopy it's season. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. So right now, I'm telling you right now, guys. Trivia next week is going to be monster movies part two because this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> I <laughs> they can't apparently believe have like... I'm doing a movie about worms. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh god. <laughs> I think that's, that's a cut. Fucking hysterical. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's close it out. Let's close it out. All right, yeah. So uh, we're stuck in this timeline, so we're gonna have to make it work now. But uh, well, we finished this episode. We're got, we're happy to finish seventy six, seventy seven. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. We might just go at 77. You'll see when you see the title of the episode and click on it and hopefully enjoy the episode. Uh, this has been fun. This has been really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ian, why don't you tell the people who you are, uh, how to get in contact with you, and let's see, let's see. What's your favorite spooky short story? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh... Well, friends, <clears throat> my name is Ian Gabriel Gonzalez Muntiner. You can find me on Facebook as Ian Muntiner, if you care to try to spell that. You can find me on Instagram as SockNinja888, and you can find me on Twitter as SirYikesALot at BabyGotNack. And my favorite sh- uh, short horror story, my favorite spooky short story. I was going to go with one from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, but I- I'm having trouble, like, they're all sort of blending together. So I'm going to choose a different one that's a little less of overtly scary, but I still think it's like a really compelling story despite it being spooky. And it's this short story by Neil Gaiman uh, that uh, it's about uh, this little black cat that sits on his porch and uh, every day for some reason the cat looked like 
The cat would always be there. It was sort of a stray that would come back and the, the narrator would feed it every once in a while. Uh, and the narrator is always confused why the cat comes back with like scratches or patches of fur missing. It seems really friendly. And the narrator presumes that it just must be getting into fights. Mm. And then one day the narrator decides to stay up and watch the black cat all night and see what it does on the porch and like why it's looking so ragged. And it sees the, the narrator sees the devil come down. Uh, fuck, I have just ruined the short story. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> but there's a Neil Gaiman short story with a black cat that's really good. And that's all I can say about that now. Um, Matt, I don't know if you want to blast, like, uh, rewind and have me not say the bit about the devil. So I'm just going to take a breath and say, I can't say too much, but it's about a black cat that has mysterious scratches on it that the narrator decides one one day to find out why. And the reason is spooky. And that's all you got to know. That's all you got to know. Yeah, that's all you got to know. <sighs> Cause I don't want to spoil it for you. It's really good. Go check it out. Just look up Neil Gaiman cat, black cat on a porch or something. It'll come right up. There you go. All right. Um, Ben, mm -hmm. who are you? Where can people find you? And uh, I'm going to go with my gut instinct. I'm going to go with the first one. Who is, what, what is your favorite portrayal of a witch in movies? Like well, who's your favorite movie witch? Favorite movie witch? Or your favorite movie about witches, just oh, to make it a little more man, broad. Sort of like a, your favorite iteration, huh? That's a good one. That's a good one, Ian. Um, okay, so right now, my favorite movie with witches. Right, I'm gonna do a two part. So my favorite movie. Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, and I'll tell yeah. you my favorite TV show with witches. Favorite movie with witches will have to be um, Hocus Pocus. And you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna keep it like that. Um, honestly, Hocus Pocus is really just a classic. And um, yeah, I mean, one could go to like Harry Potter, but fuck J.K. Rowling. Um, yeah. Yeah. She does great. I mean, the lore is really cool. And but those movies are just like nah. Um. So yeah, that's that's where I, where I will go with that. Favorite TV show with witches and wizards would be The Magic. Um, Ooh, it's a really good, surprisingly good TV show. Like that's oh. what I always mean to check out. the The trailers yeah. always look like so much fun. It is. It's a shit ton of fun. Like the first season, I'm like, I don't know, and then like halfway through the first season, it's just really good. It gets really good. Yeah, and it's surprising. And it's Ananias, like one of our favorite shows um, on TV. Oh, um, that's so really sweet. Fun. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it is canceled. I think they canceled after like four seasons, but they told a pretty good <sighs> story. I haven't seen the last season yet, but uh, yeah, it's also a series of books too, which I haven't read yet. So I would be, I would look forward to reading those. Well, hell yeah, all I've right. got two percent left on my phone, so yeah, all right, yeah, I'll uh, let me wrap this up. Uh, yeah, Dear uh, listener, it's been lovely, but I have two percent left on my phone. Absolutely, go so that, that's, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the <laughs> we're ringing the bell here. I will say this: if you want to get in contact with me, you can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at BT Jenkins ninety one. You can find me on Instagram at Benvolio ninety one. And if you want to hire me as an actor in something, you can look at my portfolio, my resume uh, at BenjaminJenkins.com. That's BenjaminJenkins.com. And thank you so much, dear listener, for listening to us. Um, get through. Hire this man, dear listener. Please, Go please, hire please, him please. right now. Yes, I, I, I need the money. Like, seriously. But uh, please, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, y'all. We can't do this without you. You guys are like really co-producers of the show as well. Like, mm -hmm. please, please, please give your input of what you want to hear more from us. Um, we have housekeeping at the end, uh, how you can contact with us and all that stuff. Uh, so we know that things are going crazy. Things are getting wild. It's flu season. It's COVID season is still COVID still in the air. Please wear a mask. Please wash your hands. Also, make sure to vote. I will keep saying it until the election is over. 
votes. If you're in a different ci city or state mm -hmm. um, and you're doing absentee ballots or ballots in general, make sure you follow the instructions to a T. Um, a lot of these states require you to have the same signature as you did when you first registered to vote. Make sure you try your best to get it as closely as possible. Um, and again, follow the directions, sign at the, uh, the back of the envelope, all that good stuff, send it in mm -hmm. on time. Um, again, make sure you put on a mask, wash your hands six feet apart when you go in person vote 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 because we cannot do another four years of where we've been like it's just out of fucking control it's ridiculous we've had enough please use your voice and vote we know joe isn't the greatest <laughs> for having me as we know but we need a band-aid to stop this fucking bleeding and then after that we can fight like hell and i know we got a long journey ahead of us i know we're gonna mm. fight um to make sure people have rights and all of these things and you're like ben i i know we, we gotta fight we gotta march i'm going to a women's march on saturday we're gonna do it safely of course but I, we're going my wife and i so we are, have a lot of things to do but when we have a lot on our plate as well and we're watching a lot of movies for you because we know that we have to fight for our lives we are in the fight for our lives and we have been and we continue to be and you're like i just don't know if i have enough time to sit down and watch these movies hey ben you told me that you're doing something about nicholas cage when is that happening i i don't know if i have enough time to watch six nicholas cage movies don't worry we got you we'll watch him for you and we'll go over his acting performances for you because we're too many flicks and we watch all the flicks so that you don't have to to the end of the episode thank you so much for listening all the way through we have a few things that we want to cover with you before we sign off here first things first if you want to get in contact with us for anything at all like please leave a comment like subscribe anything like that you can contact us on any of our social media platforms. It's number two and an X at the end. That's at Too Many Flicks. The number two and an X at the end. And we will get back to you as soon as we can. Again, like, subscribe, comment on anything that you see there. Also, on any of the podcasting streaming platforms, please rate our show and review it. That way we can trick the algorithm into thinking that we have a lot more listeners than we actually do. But we do have a faithful base of listeners and we are happy that you guys are, are with us because we can't do it without you. Um, also, if you want to get in contact with us via email, you can do that as well. That's too many flicks.chicago at gmail.com. That's too many flicks.chicago at gmail.com. And I'm almost done, guys. I promise you here. But I want to let you guys know that this show is moving in different directions um not anything too drastic but we're trying our best to finally take that step forward and move the podcast over to you know platforms like youtube so that way not only can you listen to us but you can hear us because we understand that not everyone can listen to an entire podcast without any visual stimuli and we want to give uh, more people a chance to actually see uh the background and how things work behind the scenes and we can just establish a really cool dynamic between viewer listeners and us um, because you guys are a part of the show just as well as we are you help us make it just as well as we make it ourselves so again we thank you very much also we have D&D podcast coming soon that's going to be headlined by our good friend and audio engineer Matt Frost be on the lookout for that um, so we need some time to make these moves happen uh, 
So what's gonna happen here with the structure of the show is that we'll drop too many clicks proper every two weeks. We know there's a lot of movie news, a lot of things going on right now. We will get back to our weekly schedule before right now. Uh, we're kind of front-loaded with a lot of, of the business side of everything, so we want to make sure we get everything done and done in a professional manner. So you'll see the show fluctuate from week to week, um, which is good. It's a good thing. We'll just have a lot of news to cover in that week, but we will do it enthusiastically like we always do. But Stream Theory, which is a little easier for us to um, produce, will come out weekly. So you can still look forward to a show being weekly. Um, and that stream theory will review anything that's on a streaming platform. And too many flicks proper, that's every two weeks. Just giving you guys a heads up um, because we have so many things in the works for you. Just be on the lookout in the next couple of months or so. Uh, we're trying to grow the too many flicks brand as large as possible without it being overwhelming. So just be patient with us as we uh, try to traverse new territory in this uh, this media business. Um, and again, thank you guys very much. Also, we will have links to Black Lives Matter foundations in the details as well. We are not tone deaf. We do know that black people are still being killed by police officers. It's just no other way to put it. It's disgusting. We believe that Black Lives Matter are here, and we will always do that. And we want to put that out there. Please donate. It's happening here in Chicago. It's happening everywhere. We're sick and fucking tired of it. And we want to make that a, a, a part of this show as well. So if you listen, that means you got to be in support. That means we got to do the legwork just as well as everyone else. And we will use this platform to make sure that people understand the importance of Black Lives Mattering. And that's every black life. And we want to make sure you understand that. That way we are on the same page moving forward. All right, I'm out of here, guys. I know it's a, a longer housekeeping message than usual, but we have a lot, of, lot to cover. So, okay, bye. Love you. Thank you so much for listening.